You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. All right, welcome back. Episode 108 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Jeep. Yeah. We Ooh, are, Jeep is our new sponsor. Yep. They're, they're a big one. We got a big fish here. Yeah, I, I believe Jeep. Our, I believe our sponsorship gave us this Jeep we're sitting and in. And they gave you a shirt that says Jeep. And they gave me a shirt that says Jeep, and that's Ben's favorite. You can buy that on Wish.com. <laughs> Use promo code GRAPES. Yeah. And Actually, we're sitting in my Jeep in a parking lot before softball. Yep. So buy Jeep. It's a great vehicle if you want to record a podcast in it. Um, but otherwise, uh, buy Vikings stuff because this is a Vikings podcast. And we're going to go over the, the whole offseason. It's an offseason recap. Free yep. agency, draft. We'll go position by position. Yep, just kind of go throughout the roster. Did and... we get better? We'll see. We'll, we'll give you our answer at the end of the episode. It's yes. But how, how, you know, how much? But how much better? Uh, so, so first we'll start with quarterbacks. Um, open up the roster. You've got four on the roster for training camp. Cousins, uh, Jake Browning, Nate Stanley, and new addition, Kellen Mond. Yeah, so overall, we subtracted Sean Mannion and added Kellen Mond. And Absolute improvement, because Sean Mannion was like a nobody. Sean Mannion, Sean Mannion was a modern-day Sean Hill, yeah. meant to hold the clipboard. They're like a Trevor Simeon type. It, if Kirk Cousins had gotten hurt in any of these years with Trevor Simeon or Mannion, like, it was over. It's like, there's... Season's done. None of these guys are coming in and be, even being Keenum. Now with Mond, it's sort of like, this could be fun. Yeah. Like Kirk's out for four weeks. Let's do it. Let's let Mond run around a little bit, make some plays. Obviously, it's not us saying start Mond right away, but if things were to happen, like, yeah, before, it's like, did anybody expect Sean Mannion to win football games? We, like. No, you just didn't expect Kirk to get hurt. That was the best thing about him. He's not going to get hurt. We're good to go. But and if we, that day ever came. We were fucked. Yeah, we got so lucky for the last two years that Kirk's an Iron Man, and Mannion started what a week seventeen against the Bears. Yeah, is that Kirk's like only missed game ever? I feel like he never got hurt, even in Washington. Yeah, I feel like he played all still once since like when he started. I feel like he started every single game. He's just one of those guys that knows how to fall and get hit. And it's so just like Favre, they know how to get hit, absorb a hit. And it's so weird because like he's not like the world's strongest guy either. Like you said, he just he just knows how to absorb contact. Mm-hmm. Curls up a ball, you oh. know. Smart man slides yeah. three three yards before the sticks, you know. At the Kansas City game. Yeah, let's we not talk there. about that. Uh, so yeah, quarterback position overall, I think it got better. I think Mon's super exciting. Uh, yeah, Mon Mon gives you like a solid backup for the time being with like promise to be a starter and the ability to not be like held over the fire by Kirk. Like, if he's just going to be this, I'll sign two, three-year deals, like, you're basically just always paying him the market value for someone who's not... You're always paying him, like, top five money for someone who's more, like, top ten player. Like, I don't know. Yep. And, like, that's that's fine and everything, but when your caps, cap hit starts hitting 35, 38, 42 million to, dollars a year. He's going to get to 45 next year. Yeah, like that you start strapping yourself. I know he's only seeing 28 or whatever, but like the cap hit is what really mm-hmm. screws you. And he's obviously good. Like we like Kirk, but imagine if he you're negotiating with him after these two next seasons. Say he has two really good seasons. And then you're negotiating and your other option is what Jake Browning or like Nate we're, we're going to draft someone. Do you'll see 
Like he's like, no, pay me fifty million dollars, or I'm out of here. You guys are starting from square one. Like at least there'll be two seasons, maybe two, maybe I don't know. Maybe Mond pushes him out of the job, but of Mond, who's young somehow and still played like five years, I still am very confused on that. And then he's gonna have two years of just learning behind Kirk. So we could just maybe seamlessly move on and have a guy on a super cheap contract and then sign a bunch of guys. I don't know. It could be sweet. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, honestly, I think we did more at the quarterback spot by taking him at the top of the third than I would have expected True. for us to do. Like, I didn't true. really think we were going to take a quarterback until like the fifth or something, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm even trying to think of like uh, a top backup where – like, you never would have... Th- like, let's just throw Alex Smith out there. I know yeah. he retired or whatnot, but he was one of the better <coughs> backup quarterbacks on the market. And, I mean, years past, we never even touched it. And this year, it was like, you know, we could take, like, a top top backup, or we can use a mid-level draft pick and mm-hmm. go get a guy. And, like, I love the way we, we went with it, because now you potentially have a guy for 10, 15 years rather than just... You know, a backstop or yeah. a solid backup. Mon basically, I mean, yeah, he like checks a lot of different like planning boxes. Like, okay, we got a young guy who possibly could replace Kirk, so we're not stuck in cap hell. He could actually maybe step into a game and be a spark. I don't know. Nope. Not be terrible. And the thing with Mon, I, he's so cheap. So if that first year all you see is like, yeah, this guy's no better than like number 25, like quarterback or number 20. It's not going to cost you a lot. It's not going to cost you anything if you decide to invest in another player at that. Yeah, point. he's just a third round pick. It's yeah, like, not like the end of the world. Like yeah, he like or anything. Like if you don't see any development from Mond in practice, and it's like, all right, maybe we do have to give Kirk another like fat yeah, deal. Give him at another le- two year, hundred million dollar deal. At least you have the evidence to yeah. say, well, this is why we had to. You're not waiting, and then Kirk walks, and then you're drafting some dude that also sucks you're not drafting davis mills at the end of the first because you're like well we need we need a guy that's what happens when you draft christian ponder you you panic reach or paxton lynch like the broncos or tim tebow ej manual yeah all those guys kellen mon went in the right spot you know we've always hated chris sims now we're the big chris sims fans he loved kellen mon liked him more than trey lance i think no it was justin fields wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. and uh Sure, like likes yeah, our likes yeah. our backup quarterback more than the Bears' starting quarterback. That's fantastic. So quarterback improved. Yep. Should we go to running back? Yeah, there, there's a little action there. Not kind too of much. similar. Lost Mike Boone, gained. You try to say his name. Uh, Kenny Wanagu. That nailed it. I think. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I'm gonna say overall that's the only changes. Right, we brought Amir Dula back. Alexander Madison's back. Cook is back. CJ Ham's back. We it's pair a, all those it's guys a together. Really good group. Did it get better? I'm gonna say the running back group itself didn't, but the rookie Kane, I feel like can do, can add something to special teams that Mike Boone really couldn't. I mean, he was a he played on special teams, but he wasn't a returner or anything. Boone just almost felt redundant. Like you do the same thing that Alex Ma- Alexander Madison does. This guy's got a little something different. Maybe yep. he takes Abdullah's job or something, you know? Yeah, I know that. He's got speed that no one else on the team has. Yeah, I know that's a great point where, like, maybe maybe the running back room didn't get better, but, like, the, the, ups, the upside got yeah. so much better. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I love me, love me some Mike Boone, but he's best at that running back two or three spot mm-hmm. where – uh, the rookie also is probably best at the two or three spot, but he does something that Mike Boone can't, and that's fly. Yeah, that's run a four two nine. Yeah, and maybe return kicks. 
which is something we desperately need. Um, yeah, I know for all the Boone lovers out there, like he did go to the Broncos, who then proceeded to draft Javante Williams. And it was, it, but and they have Melvin Gordon, and they have Royce Freeman. Yeah, like he's again sort of in a logjam. Uh, George Patton talked him up though because uh, they, he was talking about having him be like running back two or three. But also what he brings to the special teams unit, though. Yeah, he's one of the better coverage guys. Like we, he was always making plays. I, he doesn't. Okay, he's not. I don't think he ever returned anything for us. No. But he was on the coverage unit. So. And I and like I again, I love me some Mike Boone myself, but he's no more than like a preseason star and Kyle Sloter rotational player. Yeah, Kyle Sloter probably better than Kyle Sloter, but like he he has like that that group of fans that just love him because he blows up in preseason games. He did have one good game. Uh, what was it week seventeen? Two years I think ago? it was against the Bears. Yeah, the Sean Mannion game. Yeah, but did, is that is he the same guy that then turned the ball over twice too? Yeah, he ran caught that ball over the middle and just like actually threw it behind him. Yeah, yep. he, he kind of had some. And some uh, he started with our starters against Atlanta and this was year and terrible. Was awful. Yeah, it was really bad. So and uh, yeah, like you said, like upside wise and then just like the skill sets of the group. I think I would rather have the rookie skill set with the burning speed and their returnability. Otherwise, it's one of our strongest positions. I mean, you've got Cook, our best player, maybe? Like, I, I would, say he's, wise, I like would just, say he's at least our best offensive player. Yeah. Uh, probably defensive then, too. Yeah, I'd probably say he's our best player overall. Uh, well, a healthy Daniil Hunter is probably better than a healthy Haven't seen Dalvin. it in a year. Uh, Haven't seen it. Dalvin Cook, best player on the Vikings. Him or Jefferson. I'll take I'll take Cook just because he's, you know, I'll take Cook, longer. too. Uh, and then, you know, back up Madison. I feel like he could start on a handful of teams. And then the rookie and Amir, you know, you know what you're getting out of Amir Abdullah. So yeah. I'd say the group is – it, it, it wasn't on the checklist, just like quarterback wasn't. They, they, they didn't get substantially worse, so it we're was, very good. I, I'd call it a lateral move, and the running back uh, group, again, didn't get better, didn't get worse. And I would say, again, I think we took a running back higher than I would have expected. Like I didn't exceed, if we didn't take anyone, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, like this we is have true. three guys that they do their role and they're fine. So and they're the all different. We, so yeah. like it didn't. The, the fact we threw a fourth guy in the mix. All right, maybe it's just for special teams. Who knows? But uh, that's the running backs. On to wide receivers. Receivers. Mm, so we there's a little addition there, but so the Vikings are bringing back uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. All of BC Johnson. Your favorite. Chad Beebe. I mean, that's your that's favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, you're, you're leading up into it. And then uh, we added Amir Smith-Marset mm-hmm. in the draft. Any other guys that are notable that are I know around? we had the undrafted dude, Whoop Poyer, oh, whatever Wap, his name is. Wap Filar. Yeah, however you say his name. I'm sure there's some end-of-the-roster guys we're forgetting just because we don't have our... And there's the retreads from last year that were on the practice If you want to call Dan Chinezza a receiver, but he only plays special teams. Uh, As far as our box checking, you know, did they get things done? Adding a third receiver, even if it was like, I was thinking even on the realm of like a D.D. Westbrook, that would have checked it. I don't think we did enough. Or Keelan Cole. Yeah. Yeah. I I know we've been down that road before with like Kendall Wright and... Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp, and then that Taylor fellow, that tall. Oh, Riley. Riley. No, not Taylor. Anyways. Whoever he was. The Broncos. Jordan Taylor. Jordan Taylor, yeah. I think it was him. Everyone, you know, a couple gifts here. It's like he's a star. Uh, Those guys have all sucked. But I felt like Dee Dee and Keelan Cole were a little better than that. And we didn't go out. I mean, maybe we still will, but to just add 
Amir Smith Marset. I mean, if Jefferson or Di or uh, Thielen go down, like you're, we're in some problems. BC, and, and I mean, he stepped up sometimes, but like modern day offenses, you need three quality wide receivers. I mean, you need Irv Smith to become a top end tight end. Well, and at that point, like, well, yes, yes, but he like, needs to be that third guy. Yeah, and if he's not, and we still have just the two, which when they're healthy and things are running, like it's fine, but. It sure would be nice to have a third, like, someone that's not Chad Beebe. Again, the D.D. The Westbrook, Keelan Cole, uh, I don't know, damn near anybody who's not starting for another team. I would take that Russell Gage fellow that Atlanta has. Yeah, there's so many, like, just, like, veteran, scrappy slot receivers we couldn't have got. I, I get Chad Beebe kind of is that, but he just sucks. I'm, like, hoping that, like, Jamison Crowder or somebody gets cut. Like, I don't need another, like, outside guy. Like, obviously, I'd love a burner or whatever, but just give me a slot guy. Mm -hmm. Somebody who, like, can break one tackle and get me a first down. Because BB's catch, turn, do a shake, but don't shake anyone. Yeah, it's – and then, so, you know, the guy we did get, he does have deep speed, which is something we've kind of talked about. Like, maybe get a guy that can just go deep and, you know, open things up underneath. So, I don't know, fifth-round pick, though, you can't really rely on him to be anything. Yeah, I mean, last year we had like James Lynch and Troy Die and all these guys in the fourth and fifth and sixth round that impact was zero. Like, if you're a betting person, you're gonna bet that Amir Smith or Smith literally does nothing, yep. but maybe returns some kicks. Like, if I'm a betting man, I'm taking like the under on ten catches. Yeah, you're gonna say Chad Beebe's gonna get more targets, and yeah. Ole B.C. Johnson's gonna get more targets, and and maybe that's because I don't really watch Iowa football, but I just. Besides being a straight line burner, I don't see much from him. Yeah, I and it's not even like I don't think we was someone we were super high on, but it's even just the fact that like if you fell to the fifth round, you, you can't be like, oh, they got the speed guy; they'll put him on third wides, and he's gonna be fine. Like I don't, it's just that's very optimistic. Yeah, the math that just doesn't seem to add up there. So we didn't get worse because who do we lose? Nobody? Tajay Sharp? Well, we lost him a long time ago. <laughs> he got cut again. I think he just got cut by the Chiefs. Poor, they poor drafted guy. some random, probably. <laughs> uh, so, but we didn't get better. And I felt like it would have been nice to get better at this spot. Like, I almost would have rather, instead of taking the running back in the fourth round, was there a receiver that could have been more? Yeah, more. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe that's what the, Smith Marset Well, was I think uh, uh, Grapes and Gorak favorite Jalen Darden was still on the board when we took uh, Kane. Okay, but, so that would have been an interesting slot yep, option. That would have been the guy that I would have preferred, but it really, for the most part. And, like, that's just splitting hairs because I'm sure Kane can do a lot of the things that Darden, that we wanted Darden to do. Jet sweeps, yeah. return. Yeah, gadget stuff. And, honestly, I feel like we are both more on the sign a cheap vet. And, I mean, we did get, what, like $7 million in cap today, June 1st. Oh, yeah. So yes, we're like, we did. we're like over 10 million now, almost, I think like 14 million. Or something. Yeah, I think it's close to 14. Now, if I've not. seen reports that most people think we're just going to roll it over to next year to get more cap space for next year. But like, if you could get some street guy like DD Westbrook for 2 million bucks, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, that was the thing where like, uh, wanted Keel and Cole, but then I saw he had like 5 million guaranteed. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, a lot of the like the lower tier guys that we were like hoping to get all got paid. But DD, you think is still out there? He's still so out there. So. Yeah, looking for a name, it's it's D.D. Westbrook. Because of the Keenan McCardella connection. Yep. Uh, so receiver, I will say, Lateral, didn't get better, didn't, didn't get, get worse. worse. Yeah. I would have liked to see it get better. Uh, tight ends, this is one where 
You did lose your starter. <clears throat> so, I yeah, we we will just start out. We got worse at tight end, but better upside because you knew what you were getting with Cal Rudolph, <clears throat> and like, it wasn't great uh, last year. I think he had one touchdown. Like great, great team guy. Yep. great in uh, the community. But if I'm building a roster. He's probably one of the most expendable guys. Yeah, I mean, I think... you can get Kyle Rudolph out of Tyler Conklin, in my opinion. Pretty much at this point. Like, and we talked about any time we went through, like, a mock offseason. Step one, cut Kyle Rudolph. Like, okay. you just can't pay him that much money. And then the fact that he went and signed with New York, and then they almost had to not do his deal because he had to, had to get surgery. Like, I don't know. He's... I'm thinking of kind of at the end of his rope, and it's time to let Irv Smith either like sink or swim yeah it's what his third year in this the is league? his third year he's still 22 yeah that, like that, he's that. younger than some of our rookies but you're in your third year we need to see because you only got four years on your contract like we need to know are you kind of good like he's clearly showed enough where he's he's not a bad player but is he gonna be a top 10 tight end yeah like a, or, or like is a, he a even like or is he in like a starter like are do we do you deserve like you know, mid-tier start at, starting tight end money. Yeah, do or, we pay you? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now, like, going on next offseason is where you're going to want to either extend or say yep. goodbye to, like, Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have some choices there. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to give him an extension and then do what we did to Rudolph in two years into it going, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, I feel like Irv is going to be really good. Like, I have confidence that he's going to be really good. And we kind of really need him to be really good. I think our offense goes from, like, very good with Thielen, Jefferson, Cook to really fucking good if all of a sudden Irv Smith can be – I'm not saying he's going to be Kelsey, or but, like, can he be as good as, like, a, like a Zach Ertz? Like, or or like, when Eric Ebron had that one good yeah, like year, the, can like, he be yeah, our good Ebron? Eric Ebron. Um, I'm even just, like, someone that's – can he get – Five, six hundred, seven hundred yards and eight touchdowns. Like, I, I think he can do that. Yeah, he's a solid blocker. And the hardest part about tight ends is they've got so much going on. Yeah. Like compared to the rest of the offensive weapons, because you know they they, they have to like- hear the snap count, not just look down the line. They they have to block. They have to decipher safeties and linebackers in the coverage. It's just. It's a lot of work, and that's why it always takes time. Almost all tight ends, it took a few years, and he was 20. Yeah, and it's always, and the thing, it always seems is like it's the fourth year breakout for tight ends. Mm-hmm. We're like hoping for a third year breakout, but like, I, I, hopefully it's not like Vikings say goodbye to him and then he goes and blows up. Yeah, hopefully suck. he can have that fourth year breakout, if not third, well, and like, we keep him around. I remember like drafting Travis Kelsey in fantasy like two years, and it was like this guy's gonna be good, this guy's gonna be good, and like he was kind of good, but wasn't that good. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's the best tight end in the league. Yep. Like he finally like it all clicks and comes together. So yep. hopefully, Irv, even if he takes just like you know now you're the guy, you're the starter. Like take one leap, and then even if it is the fourth year where he really blows up, like yep. but at least take a leap this year where clearly we should pay you, clearly we should make you the guy. And then behind him, Tyler Conklin, solid all around. Honestly. You know, a little more playing time, he might show that he's more than just like a Dan Morgan, Rhett Ellison type. Maybe he does have a little more. Yeah, it would, it would be really nice if he uh, if he could stick around just as that tight end too for a couple yeah. more years because I I've never had a problem with him. Again, he's big, he's stiff, but 
seems to catch everything. Yeah. I really loved uh, two years ago when he would sit and block. Kirk would roll out and he'd just turn around and he'd dump him off like yep. three yards or whatever. Everyone would be covered, but there's Conklin underneath. Uh, any, I mean, you're looking at the top two, Rudolph and Irv, or Conklin and Irv. I don't. I know, like on paper, it probably anyone that saw that sees that is probably like, well, you definitely rather have Rudolph and Conklin, but like, maybe you got out of that at the right time. You know, like you're not going to be on the downside of Rudolph, and you're on the kind of the upswing of Conklin. So hopefully, we timed that right. Yeah, because Rudolph never really like got hurt with us. Never had many surgeries, or not that you really heard about. <coughs> and yeah. it's it's strange that the first year we get rid of him, he's on the verge of not being able to sign a contract. Yeah, and then it sounded like the Giants were just just. Decided to not even change the contract just to be like a good, you know, that's what we do it in New York. You know, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just sign you even though you're hurt, like, because we already did and didn't really check in anyway. Whoops. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, and that's why bad teams stay bad. Yeah. What did, uh, after Conklin, you've got, what, like, Brandon Dillon, Hedges, whatever his name is. But then we did draft Zach Davidson. Was he a fifth rounder, I believe? Because I think our only sixth was Twyman. Yeah. Yep. So fifth round pick. I had never heard of this guy, but he is—he's uh, a home run swing. Yeah. He is all upside, all athletic. He could literally be terrible, but if he's good, he's probably gonna be good in a big way. Yeah, it was one of those like a Bucky Hodges, Michael Pruitt swings. Yeah, I think we mentioned that. Like it's—it's it's, instead of going the Red Ellison, Conklin. Like you know, you're getting a solid guy. Solid blocker. He's probably never going to be a number one. You went the other route and took a big, huge swing at yep. a raw athlete that you hope can be good. So, overall tight end group, again, wasn't anything on our checklist because we kind of figured Rudolph's going to be gone and it's just going to be next man up. Yep. Um, so, again, like, technically, yes, we got worse. We subtracted Rudolph, but the upside is much you, better than having Rudolph. And Rudolph's. you can see a path to, like, Conklin and Irv being better than Rudolph and Irv. Yep. Now, you did lose your third guy. You need someone to kind of take that. Because Conklin played some, your third tight end, or even when someone's hurt. So you lost a little depth there. Yep. Um, but and it's, not, and it's not like you can just say, all right, less three three tight end sets and more three wide receiver sets. Yeah, more Chad Beebe. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's the tight end group. Should we jump to, do you want to do offensive line as a whole? Or do we want to break it down between tackles and interior? Um Maybe we'll, we'll just break it down as a whole, and we'll probably just siphon we'll, through we'll tackles. We'll going through them, yeah. Yeah, so, go outside in. I mean, subtractions, Riley Reef. Yep. You know, that was also one of the, like, you got to cut Reef right away. But it was like, this is one of your weakest positions. you got to figure out a way to, like, either cut him, or but you've now created two holes, and he's one of your better linemen. Yeah, that was the thing about Reef. It's like, you, if you cut Reef, you have to either get one in free agency or in the top two rounds. Yeah, you have to. And you already have to replace a guard because David Cota Dozier was is a disaster. So it's interesting. I, I wrote an article on our sub stack about our checkboxes, and I was like looking at offensive line, our checkboxes last year. Like, what did we think we needed to do? And we wanted two new offensive linemen, and all we brought in was Ezra Cleveland. Like, we rolled Pat Elfline right back out there. Dakota Dozier was a backup the year before, and we're like, yeah, well, he's the starter now. Like, I feel like Rick failed last year with the offensive line. This uh, year, I, I mean, I think he nailed it. Yeah, I, I really couldn't have asked for a better duo, honestly, because I was a big Darius guy. Yeah. And 
leading up to the draft and like way like way early in the draft process, it was why are we right in the first? In the first, so I mean, yeah, like that was. And I would and I was like, yeah, fourteen, yeah, take them at fourteen. Don't care. So why are we riot? Well, and it was when we cut Reef. It's like okay, now how the hell are you going to replace? You need two day one starters. You need good players, and then we just didn't sign anybody. We yeah. signed. We traded for Mason Cole, so that's another addition. But we were like, well, Eric Fisher got cut. Is that one? Well, are you going to be paying him the same much as Reef? What was the point of going that mm-hmm. route? Do we go for like Joe Thune and go big? Like what? What's the plan? And then we sort of just went all defense. I think the only thing we did was the Mason Cole trade, which was fine as long as you weren't penciling him as a starter. Like, depth, yeah. backup center, backup guard, and then we brought back Dozier. We brought back Rashad Hill. And it's like, okay, this is all fine and dandy if they're backups. Yeah, it was almost as if uh, Rick liked his guys that he had in the room. Yeah. He was going, no, 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 no. I've handpicked these guys. These are good guys. It's like, don't tell me it's going to be Rashad Hill, <laughs> Dozier, fucking, you know. Mason Cole and Bradbury. Yeah. It would have been rough. But in the end, we add Christian Darsaw, Wyatt Davis. And I think now we've kind of got five young guys that can grow together. And you've got, you know, Darsaw. It sounds like Ezra's going to move to left guard. They've kind of already kind of done an OTAs. Bradbury at center. White Davis. White Davis at right guard and then right tackle Brian O'Neill gets to stay there, pay him a little less. Shrewd move. Slick Rick does it again. And like you you're kind of getting to that point where it's like if these guys pan out as as you I don't know, I would say they have a better chance than not. Yeah, and like what their draft pedigree says they should be. You're looking at the best line since I know since like the five year in 09, but that line, like the you know, the Vikings in the late '90s, early 2000s, as a group that drew, like grew together. Yeah, too. drafted them all. Yep, and like they were their guys. And obviously, this line's not there yet. But like, if they hit, and like, I think again, like, I think we're all pretty confident. Well, we know Brian O'Neill's a good player. Ezra, I feel like showed enough. He's going to be at least a good player. Bradbury's a little shaky. He like, if he has another mediocre year, it's like okay, maybe we do need to look at replacing this guy. But I think we've even talked about, like, center is sort of another, like, tight end. Like, it's a late breakout position. Like, it, hopefully it's the third year it clicks. And then you got the two rookies who, I mean, they're rookies. They're going to be all-stars, obviously. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why, like, centers aren't taken in the first round. Bradbury was, what, the first center since, like, Travis Frederick taken in yeah. the first? It just, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Because they just take some time. They're a non-impact player that like first three years of their contract and maybe you get a guy next to him like Wyatt Davis that can actually you know hold up a little bit and Ezra grows as a guard like I think it'd be nice if he had some better players around him he's been dealing with Drew Samee and Dakota Dozier I mean that's an issue Pat Elfline so overall I guess we lost Riley Reef and gained Darson Wyatt Davis and Mason Cole yeah and I would you're just asking me do I rather have Darsaw or Riley Reef? and you're throwing even get rid of age or anything I'm gonna take the unknown of Darsaw versus the known of like slightly above average. Yeah, if I know if I know like the career Riley Reef's gonna have or the unknown of Darasa, in my opinion, Darasa's got the upside of like all yeah. pro left tackle. Reef sort of just ended up being a, a, a serviceable, guy. pretty solid above average. Like he wasn't bad. Like he top yeah. you know like ten to fourteen range left tackle. Mm-hmm. So nothing spectacular but solid. This spot definitely improved and he actually checked the boxes this year. 
he got he s- replaced Riley Reef and he got a new guard. Because I think Wyatt Davis is a day one starter. Yeah, I agree. And the addition of Mason Cole. Like that, you, you replace Brett Jones with Mason Cole. Yeah, a younger, uh, maybe he gets out of that Arizona system where they're dropping back, you know, 50 times a game. Didn't, wasn't his, systems. Wasn't his first year. Uh, he was decent his first year. Yeah, and wasn't that under their old coach? I think in like a zone, yeah, yeah, under like the wide zone yep. scheme with like Josh Rosen leading the helm. Yeah. And then, yeah, then obviously Kingsbury came in and changed a lot of stuff up, and this guy just kind of went downhill which i mean maybe it's the wrong fit so kind of seemed like the wrong fit when you were watching uh watching like uh other people break down videos it's like yeah the dude it makes so much sense to him and there's just times where he just doesn't get it and i'm sure it has everything to do with where am i supposed to be at this point yeah i mean overall the and even the backups like i know people rip on him but like okay dakota dozier if he's your backup at least he started games rashad hill it's a pretty solid backup Mason Cole, that's a pretty solid backup. And then you have, like, Ole Udo. Like, I still think he could be something. I mean, there's a couple rookies from last year, like, what, Brandell and, hey, Drew Samia's still around. Who knows? Kyle Hinton. Kyle Hinton. So, overall, I think the line's in really good shape. Yeah. Like, definitely I, improved. Definitely improved. So, overall, the offense, the biggest problem on the offense last year was the line. We drastically improved it. The other thing I would wish they would have done, though, was get that third receiver. Other than that, the offense, you're all good. Yep. So let's uh, shift to the defense. Yeah. Should we start trenches and work our way out? Yeah, like we always do. Like we always do. If Yeah, if you're a listener, you know how we do this. So should we go edges first? Yeah, let's go with some edges. Uh, Daniil Hunter coming back. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you count him as an addition. I would assume so if you're looking at last year's roster. Well, he didn't play a snap, so probably going to help. True. Yeah, the reacquisition of Steven Weatherly, which is always nice. Uh, when you reacquire somebody. Did we lo- we lost a Denebo. Yep. Brought back Weatherly. To me, that's a wash. And then you dip into the draft and you grab Patrick Jones the second and Janarius Robinson. Yeah, and like I love Patrick Jones, but I'm really intrigued with Janarius Robinson. <laughs> Longest like, wingspan, like yeah, yeah, he's he just reminds me of Daniel Hunter coming out where he had the longest wingspan, low production. Yeah, just total athlete. Like just again, as long as he has these bugs are just hammering Ryan's eyes. They are the big fans of you. Um, this is a spot where I feel like it wasn't the like a quality pickup. Like we didn't go out and sign Carl Lawson or. Who's the guy the Bengals signed? Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson. But the fact that we added Weatherly, Jones, and Robinson, like I'll count that as box checked. You went quantity over quality. You went for three swings at it instead of, you know, the sure thing. But one of them's going to hit. Yeah. And the worst case, Weatherly, you already know the floor of him. He's going to be a competent player in the scheme. Wanham showed, I thought, more flashes than really any mid-round pick we had after, like, you know, the, the third round. Yeah. Like, he was better than James Lynch and Troy Dye and all those guys. Like, he actually showed something. So, And we get Kenny Willekies back, too, who was out oh, all that's season. Right. And that was, like, a, a big draft favorite. And, yeah, like, Willekies was really fun because they didn't know whether he was going to play inside, outside. Yeah. It was he can kind of play every – he could play linebacker and stuff like that. So, I mean, overall, the edge spot – you lost a Denebo and you gained Weatherly, Jones, and Robinson. I mean, that's and Hunter's coming back, and Willikie's coming back. Like, that's a massive improvement on the edge. You know, I'm kind of excited to see like what the defensive line unit ends up as when we get to opening day. Cause you've got fan favorites or just favorites like Hercules, 
Um, yeah. He's probably gone. I, I would I would think. I mean, he had a few decent plays, but like I feel like his star has dimmed quite a bit. Like people really like we liked him. We were like, I hear he's killing it in camp. Like he did make the fifty three. What two years in a row? Two years in a row. Yeah. But I mean, you're just you added too many quality players. I feel like. I mean, last year you're starting a Denebo and Wanum, a fourth round rookie. And yeah, and that, at that point it's like Hercules. If you were ever going to take your spot, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Like, you didn't... I mean, you had a, I think he had two sacks maybe last year. I know he had one. One was like a total gimme sack, yeah. though. Yeah, well, you gotta count the gimmies. You know, those are quality sacks. No, I do <laughs> count them, but I'm just saying, like... It was wasn't a reason, much that he did. It's a reason why we, like, stayed away from Rosu at the end of the draft process, because they were gimme sacks. Yeah, and also, like, Hercules, come on, we had to move you positions. Like, you're still super undersized. So, like, yeah, you're right. He's probably gone. And then, like, looking at, like, you know, two really fun rookies... Wanham, who showed something, and then Weatherly, someone that knows the scheme. Like, if I'm guessing day one, I bet you Weatherly starts just because Zim's going to be like, put the vet in. But like, yep. I'd hope we see a somewhat of a rotation to let keep bodies fresh. I mean, obviously, we'll like, if Dino Hunter shows up, it's going to be he's playing 99% of the time. But like, that other side, like, rotate Every them down. a ton. Yeah, Every like, just single swap down. Them. Yeah, just get swap the fr- them. Yep, get the fresh legs out there. And yeah, I, I can definitely see like, I can see Weatherly starting 16 games this year and only playing 30% of snaps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you let the vet start, but he rotates out and the other two get run. So Edge definitely improved, definitely checks the box. And that was one that we definitely needed to because are you really – you can't identify want him. Come, and, on. Come on. And let's just side note, <coughs> if Daniel Hunter doesn't return next year, like let's just say he tweaks his neck again. Yeah, or doesn't want to play for us. Or yeah, either or. I don't. I still don't hate it. I don't hate it. Obviously, it's not like we're missing the the sure thing of like we have a good pass rusher, which you kind of need to win in this league. But at least you have options that aren't terrible. Yep, you, know? you have options that aren't terrible, and you're getting two noses in the middle, which yeah. takes attention away from them. So let's go to the inside. I mean, Michael Pierce back. Yeah, so we we count him as an addition. I mean, but you have to, basically. He's never played he, for us. Him and Dino Hunter did not play a snap. Man, Pierce has never even done anything with us. Uh, so you add him and Delvin Tomlinson. Subtract. We cut Shamar Stefan. Jaleel's gone. Shockingly got a job. Texans signed like 40 players, though, so I don't know if yeah. that really counts. And um, did Stefan go to Denver? I bet she did. I think I'm Denver sure he went did. To George Patton, Peyton, or whatever, just signing uh, all of our guys. Uh, is that, I think... The Armin Watts thing never really came about. Uh, again, Hercules had to move That's to the so other side. That's so disappointing with he Watts. Seemed like like he was that... a, I know he was a six-round pick. Yeah. But like, he was one of my... a little. And he was like one of my favorites like during the draft process yeah. of that year, too. Very Twyman-like. Like someone that like you could have seen going in the fourth. You know, like, yep. oh, hey, maybe this guy could go earlier. I mean, at least with Twyman, we knew why he fell. Watts was like, oh, what a steal. And then he showed enough where it was like, this guy might be good. But... Not so much. So behind Delvin Tomlinson, our biggest free agent signing, and Michael Pierce, who is there? It's Armin Watts. It's James Lynch. James Lynch. And it's Jalen Twyman, the rookie. Yeah. Is that pretty much it? I mean, there. I mean, you could look at. I mean, there maybe there's. I some think random. that's pretty much it. Um, and it's drastically better. You went from starting, fucking Jaleel Johnson, and Shamar Stefan. Now Shamar. He's all right. He's about as mediocre as you can be, and Jaleel was about as bad as you can be. 
So basically getting pushed on his ass every play. Like we couldn't run, uh, play the run or the pass on the edge or inside. It always seemed like uh, Julio Johnson was confused. Yeah, it's like he saw a pass he's 10 yards back by the linebackers and safeties and the plays. It's, he saw a pass set and he's like, oh, oh, they're running a draw. No, they're not. No, they're running right at you because you're trash. Uh, yeah, he, he, just to go from those two. That Bears game, like, for me, sealed his fate. He, yeah, he just. He one of those guys, so mid round pick, that it's like, okay, maybe he'll get it someday. And it's like, nope. He just, it's just not going to happen. Again, I go back to how in the hell did we go seven and nine with that defense? How did we do it? Like, you want to talk about Fire Zim and Spielman stuff. I was like, that was a miracle. Kirk, Kirk Cousins was very bad the first six, seven games. It was very good the last yeah, nine. Yeah, he was, yeah. That, that's why I we mean, were good. The D-line was terrible. The secondary was ravaged with injuries. And the, no Anthony Barr either. The linebackers were even worse. Well, that's when the wheels really came off. Once Kendricks went out, like... Now every level is a joke, besides the safeties. Those two dudes played every game, and they were all right. Yeah, because what was that? Was that Todd Davis, Troy Dye, and Hardy Nickerson you're rolling yeah, out there? Yeah, we're picking little up Ryan Connolly action. Multiple players that were just picked up off the street. But let's go back to the interior defense. Um, it went from one of our biggest weaknesses to possibly one of our biggest strengths. Yeah, and I guess it all depends on how you feel about nose tackles as pass rushers, which I have zero problem with. I mean, they might not be as good as pass rushers, but like you're stopping the run. And well, I'm just thinking Eat like blockers. You're, you're, exactly, you're eating blockers. And if you guys have watched like any of like the pass Ravens games with Michael Pierce, there it's always two blockers on him. Well, that's the thing. Like, what always screws over our offense is Bradbury or Ezra or Drew Samia or Dakota Dozier getting pushed right back into Kirk's lap because it's QBs panic when there's a guy in their lap. So if Pierce is gonna Double teamed every play. Delvin Tomlinson at his size, one on one against the center of guard, he's going to be backing that dude right into his lap, and they're going to have to roll out right into Daniel Hunter or right into Patrick Jones. And, and we know exactly how much Zimmer loves creating pressure up the middle with like his mm-hmm. double A gap blitzes. Now he probably doesn't even have to do it as often. Yeah, he can just push the pocket up the middle. And you've got, you know, the eat blockers on, you know, run plays to the outside where Kendricks and Barr. There aren't blockers getting to the second level walling them off. They can get out there and make those plays. So, I mean, I, would I prefer an Aaron Donald type? I don't know, maybe. But, like, if you're telling me I have either Sheldon Richardson or Delvin Tomlinson, I'll take Delvin Tomlinson. Yeah, I really, And Sheldon was a solid player. But, like, give me someone competent. I Like, I I just don't want Julio Johnson. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Delvin Tomlinson, I don't know. And what have we ever really, like, seen a defense in the last – 20 years that consists of two nose tackles. Well, what's funny is we were going to, it was going to be Shamar and Michael Pierce. And it was like, that's weird. And it might not have worked out as well because Shamar is not as good as Delvin Tomlinson. Like Delvin Tomlinson is a really good player. Yeah. Was a second round pick. Yeah. Uh, Only had one contract. Yeah. Four years. Really good. Got paid. Was going to get paid by someone else. Like probably gets paid if they don't trade for Leonard Williams. Yeah, exactly. They had to. Oh yeah, can't give him up. We got to make sure we pay him a trillion dollars. Uh, so, and like, what's not fun about two big fucking hogs in the middle? Like, let's go. I know Kevin Williams is a really good pass rusher, but he was also a big dude. Like he was tall and he, he was, was strong. Still like three hundred fifteen pounds. Yeah, he it's was not a, like he was like two eighty fucking just yeah. rushing the passer. Yeah, he was. He was big and tall and like it was a Williams wall so let's I mean 
again, I don't know if Tomlinson has quite the pass rush ability as Kevin Williams did, but like, we didn't give up a hundred at rusher for like four years. Let's do that again. Yep. And, and then we don't need to blitz. And then we can everyone can sit in coverage. And Tennille Hunter can be one on one off the edge. And everyone knows how old school Mike Zimmer is. So <laughs> just imagine when he's stopping the run oh. every single game. Also, it's gonna be so fun only giving up sixty yards a game again. Well, and you want to talk about like. Oh, the run doesn't matter and blah, blah, blah. Like, you watched our team last year, the run fucking matters. Like, Kamara had six touchdowns against us. If you just let teams just run for seven yards a carry, and that's what we were doing. David Montgomery looked like a fucking pro bowler. Demoralizing. Go back to the 49er game in the playoffs two years ago. Like, we had no shot. And then they did it to the Packers the next week. Like, if you can't stop the run, it's it's, it's game over. Unless the team just starts passing, like, John D. Filippo. It it was almost like... uh, Watching like Chaska go up against Eden Prairie. Yeah, it's like they don't even need to pass. They're just like, all right, we're well, bigger, stronger, and you're starting Adenabo, you. Julio Johnson, Shamar Stefan, and DJ Wana. We'll just run it up your up the throat. So uh, that's the interior line. Check the box. Uh, I our on our checklist we had get a three tech, got it, filled it, nailed it. Linebackers, bars back. Final year of his deal. Apparently, restructured everything, and apparently we were uh, kind of talking about getting rid of him, like all together after the year. Yeah, I mean he and he. I don't know. I just read a little thing about how he didn't want his last game as a Viking to yeah. be hurt and then not play for all year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just cool. Well, I mean, like I know I feel like Barr gets a bad rap. A lot of people kind of like, ah, he's not as good as like he's paid because he was paid a lot and stuff. And he was the eighth overall pick. I get it. Yeah, was he eighth that high? Yeah. Really? Um, but ninth, sorry, because traded Gold, down, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, he's a lot better than fucking Hardy Nickerson and Troy Dye is a rookie, Todd Davis, Todd, like, like Kendrick's bar. Okay, we lost who did we lose? We lost bums. Like, if we lost Eric anyone, Wilson. Eric yeah. Wilson, okay, he's solid. <clears throat> Nick Vigil immediately fills his spot. That's another wash, that's a Weatherly for. Adenabo. Adenabo, yeah. It's the same the same player. They're just a third linebacker. And then you got you lost guys like Hardy Nickerson, Ty Davis. It, it, who knows? Maybe Hardy Nickerson's still here. They're end of the bench players that should have never been starting. It was embarrassing to watch. It should never happen again. But then you add Chaz Surratt in the third round too. Just just a little sprinkle and a little Chaz Surratt. So now you got now you have three athletic linebackers. Three athletic linebackers, and you got the Ben Gideon type and Nick Vigil. The white guy. The thumper. Yeah, and he got the open heart surgery fella. The, 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 oh, he's the, back. The Cinderella Cam story. Cameron Cam Smith. Smith. So, overall, absolute upgrade. Because you replaced Eric Wilson with Nick Vigil. Barr's coming back. And you added Chaz Surratt, just an athlete. Just a home run swing again. And you clearly got to take that home run swing because you got extra third round picks. And it was like, we think Wyatt Davis is going to be around. We got this extra pick. Let's get let's maybe try to get Bar's replacement for next year. It's almost like a little bit of a Kellen Mond move. It's it like it's looking the, ahead a year. Yeah, and it was like kind of like all right, can we get Wyatt Davis or similar fourteen picks later, or can we get Chaz Surratt or similar fourteen picks later? Mm-hmm. I mean, what we did we start the uh, the guard? We started the guard run. So say Wyatt Davis does go, you could have still went Miners. You could have went Ben Cleveland. You could have went. I think there was one other guy in there. Yeah. Anyway, some guard, some guard, you know. But we went Surratt, got White Davis, and now you have this high upside, super raw because he was a quarterback two years ago. Like, I mean, 
His brother. I hope his he gets twin, on the field. His twin brother is a wide receiver. Yeah, Sage Shiraz, same draft. Right? Yep. Uh, so it, it seems like a solid group. You got Kendricks Barr, Vigil, Surratt, Troy Die. Like I don't like giving up on Troy Die. I mean, let's put some pads on. What are you doing? Put let's some put gloves. some gloves. I don't. You know, look anything. like an asshole. Yeah. But like it's pronounced long snapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much improved group. Just with Barr coming back. I mean, he was out week two for the whole season. Yeah. I mean, Barr, I'm sure we've talked about this a lot, but like Barr, Pierce, Hunter basically didn't play at all last year. It's a whole new slew of star players. That's like, let's let's start this season and watch Jefferson, Cook, and Irv go down. It's light. It's over. You know, like, so, again, how the fuck do we go seven and nine? Anyways, I don't think we had linebacker as any sort of checkbox. But and we checked it. Again, it's like quarterback, receiver, not receiver, quarterback, running back, and linebacker and linebacker like they were positions that we kind of were okay with and the vikings and rick still improved them it's one of those things like we're good at it why why shouldn't we try to get better yeah at it, though? And, and i guess once we did restructure bar to a one-year deal it was kind of like let's also if we have a chance try to get someone that possibly we could slide in and you're not immediately relying on like a rookie yeah and you know the the thing with that replacement thing for bar is you're looking, pro- Zimmer's probably looking for similar athletic traits yeah. there. and this dude's athletic. Yeah, you're not going to find a Chaz Surratt in the, the fourth or the fifth round. you got to take a chance at that because those athletic linebackers nowadays go mm-hmm. quick. I feel like or that they're... was the luxury of getting those extra thirds. was like, hey, we can take a stab at Bar's replacement, be- but if we hadn't had those we got to go guard. You know, we don't have, we don't have that chance to take a quarterback of the future, a guard, I mean, or a linebacker of the future. Like, yeah. Or like garden edge, like a lot of people wanted Elijah Vera Tucker at 14, which understandable. I get it, but you're not getting what you're, Surratt or Mon. Yeah. You're probably getting Vera Tucker, Patrick Jones and white Davis. You're just reaching a little harder to get Davis. Not that he would even be a reach there, but like you couldn't wait. You needed to grab that guy. You don't have the luxury to be like, ah, eh, we'll get one of them. And then you get those two extra picks and you get to take, again, two players that are probably more about 2022, 2023 than 2021. But a little development <coughs> goes a long way. Yeah, now you got some time. And also, Chasterat, I feel like, watch out Nick Vigil. You're not that good. Yeah, Surratt's what, 23? He's a little yeah, older? he's a little older. Well, and he, I just like, again, super athletic. I mean, he, at worst, special teams demon, hopefully. Yeah, I, and, I, and I'm sure he will be a special teams monster because with that speed, you can line him up at gunner like you did yeah. at Iverson Griffin. Let's go. Uh, so that's the linebackers. Let's jump to the cornerbacks. We got, we lost. Fuck, well, I don't know. I guess Holton Hill kind of. He yep. was a midseason dump. Yep. Um, did we lose any? I mean, Jeff Gladney maybe. Didn't lose Gladney yet. What What is going on with Gladney? Did you I, hear Zimmer where he was like, "I got some information, but I can't tell you." It's like he's not at he's not at OTAs. He hasn't been like nothing's happened. No, what? he he paid his bond and he's out of jail. Yeah. So I I don't think anybody knows unless you're part of the Vikings organization, honestly. Yeah, or you're you know you're his lawyers or something. Maybe he's yeah. trying to work a way around, plea it down get suspended for six to eight games or something you know like it's a felony right now so like if he could plea it down to a misdemeanor, maybe we don't look like such assholes keep him around i mean the details are horrific yes so you still look like an asshole but but you know like the details are so horrific and if you were really relying on the details and not a verdict you cut them already yeah and you know what the the lamest thing is though is when you cut a guy 
and then some other shitbag team picks him up, and they're like, oh, we're picking up this, he's down on his luck, he's had some problems, like, Kareem Hunt, oh, nobody cares that the Browns picked up Kareem Hunt, even though he, I don't know, that was kind of a weird one, but he got cut for being, you know, a bad person, oh. and then just some team picks him up, and it's like, well, eh. New, new beginnings. Yeah, and the Browns, like, they were like, oh, we suck. We can take a chance on a good player like that. Yeah, now they got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. It's like, what the, what the hell? So we'll see what Gladney. We did trade Mike Hughes. Running backs don't matter, though. We yeah. did trade Mike Hughes. That was For nothing, uh, two basically. weeks ago. It was, what, a six and seven swap? It was like, we're about to cut him. Will you take him? Yeah. Oh, you will? Cool. We'll swap, swap picks. Not even gain a pick. We swap. I think it was a swap our seventh for their six. Yeah, so ba- a bag of balls. It was in. We moved up 25 spots. We were going to cut him. <laughs> uh, so bad first round pick. Not good on Rick. That looks bad. Now, injuries. Injuries were a problem. Although the one game he started, I remember, against the Cowboys when they just mauled him, that was brutal. So And in his defense, Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper all tower over him. And we always said... Give him a quick shifty guy. Don't line him up outside against a big guy. It was the fluid hips. It yep. wasn't his size. So, okay, so we lost Hughes. We, we'll say we kind of lost Gladney. And then I guess the rest were all bums, right? It was like Chris Jones and Holton Hill and whoever. But we added Patrick Peterson. I mean, we've all heard of Patrick Peterson. That guy's a fucking pro. Number war. seven. Did you see him walking out oh, to OTAs wearing that? Here's the thing. I was against the number changes. I'm on board. I am too. Did you see DJ Moore wearing number two now? I didn't see that. I one. might have to get me a DJ Moore jersey. I just like I was playing a little Madden with the new rosters. Patrick Peterson seven. It's a thing of beauty. <sighs> it looks good. So we added him, and then we just slipped in and added Mac Alexander. Yeah. Brought back, bring back Alexander. Weatherly coming back, bring back Alexander too. So you're looking at a top three of Patrick Peterson, Cam Dance, Cam Dantzler. Mac Alexander in the slot. Your fourth guy, maybe Gladney, but it's probably Chris Boyd, yeah, Harrison Hand. Yeah, just call it Chris Boyd, Harrison Hand. And I don't mind that duel at 4-5. I mean, it's certainly better than last year we started. I believe it was Holton Hill and Dantzler because Gladney yeah, was banged won. up a little bit. I don't think he played much at all. Um, Hughes might have played some slot then. Yep, he like, did. It's, it's It wasn't something we, we said add like a vet – Add some, add some, add some uh, experience to the secondary, which we clearly did. Check the box. I mean, Mac and Patrick Peterson, especially Patrick Peterson. But like, we attacked corner far more than I expected. We were in on Shaquille Griffin. We were in on what was the other corner? Big name. Was it the Chargers guy, Mike da- Michael Davis? Maybe. Or? I thought there was another like really big name, like Shaquille Griffin. Regardless, Patrick Peterson, big fucking signing, ten million dollars. Like, we were looking for a corner. Yep. So. I think cornerback absolutely improved. Yeah, I don't see how I don't see how that's not an improvement because we, we were atrocious. Bad players and maybe Gladney. We were atrocious, yeah. And I just think the Mac signing this is just the cherry on top. Like getting Mac back so cool for nothing for free. I it, you know what though? It does tell me stop drafting nickel corners. Like he's took, Mac, took Mac in the second. Took. Took Gladney Hughes, who's and Hughes a in the first. I know we played him outside, but like he's a nickel. Gladney, I think he could have maybe played outside, but like, say he doesn't go, you know, do horrific things to women like he possibly did. He would have been a nickel. Yep, because, because we still would have signed Peterson, Peterson, yeah, and Dantzler. So like, you drafted a nickel who you can you can sign a nickel for two million bucks. His name's Mac Alexander, and he's free. 
it just seems silly. Like, I, if you're gonna take a corner, try only take, you know. And we've gotten into this problem. I feel like our our bus, like Chris Cook bus, he wasn't a nickel, but he was end of the first. Stop taking him. I'm I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think like with like Gladney and Hughes. I know Gladney. We were thinking outside corner because he we we were talking like junkyard dog mentality. Yeah, oh yeah. And he played outside of TCU. It wasn't definitely wasn't like scouting report. He's gonna play there, and he learned both spots. And I think we talked about when we signed Peterson, like maybe it's one year you're kind of mostly a slot unless someone gets hurt. But yep. then Peterson's a one year guy. You know, he's probably going to go. Yeah, on. it's a hired gun. Yeah, he's a hired gun. So maybe Gladney then shifts back out to outside. But we'll never know. Maybe we will. I, don't I know. would love to. Like, <coughs> Have Peterson love playing here and then want to come back and just finish his career here. I think it would be smart. I think he fits in the scheme well. Like, he came here because Zimmer elongates corners' careers. I nope. mean, be the Terrence Newman. Newman was a burner. Yeah, and I don't... Like, and then just played till he was 40. Yeah, and Patrick Peterson isn't as old as Newman when he was when he came here. But, again, you're right. Same kind of style of play. And uh, Terrence Newman was always, like... Manning up in Dallas and everything yep. like that. So I mean, Patrick Peterson dealt with the same stuff that Mason Cole dealt with. Like he was stuck in a man-heavy scheme, heavy blitz on an island. Like, yeah, five years ago, Patrick Peterson's the guy you want doing that. Like now, let's see what he does in our scheme, where you get a little more help. You're not just stuck out there on your own. And Zimmer obviously loves to play man, but he's not just stuck playing man for eighty yeah. snaps. And a I game. don't think he's gonna be used like, you know, Rhodes was when his you know in his prime where it's like you just lock down the number one and we leave you alone. Like I think it'll be more of a, a team effort where Peterson, you know, you got this guy, but you also could play outside leverage because we got inside help. Yeah, we all, we always play that man zone split where it's like, yeah, like the, you're playing the zone, zone match type shit. Yeah. yeah. Your zone until like four seconds in and then your whoever's closest to you, that's your guy. Like, yep. So and hopefully we don't have to blitz as much so Peterson has some help. But uh overall corners Improved. Way improved. Wild, More wildly. than I expected. It I, to I would say probably the most improved unit. If you're not, not counting returning injury guys, I would say it's the most improved probably. O-line. O-line. Uh, yeah. O-line. But that's a... Those that's, are rookies, that, though. I was going to say that's just... I was just yeah. going to say that that's up for debate because you have the unknown. Yeah. The you want to talk Pat and Mac, you know what you're getting. You're yes. getting a solid nickel and a solid outside So corner. the cornerback group, Grapes and Gorak, say is the most improved unit on the team. If you're not including interior D, the fact that Pierce didn't play. Because Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson I'm, is insanity. That's true. But we won't because Pierce did not sign his contract also, this offseason. Travis Rennie, negative on Pierce. Were you listening to him at the draft? Like, I don't know about that Pierce guy. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Oh. He's a fucking beef eater that's going to eat blocks. Yeah, he was like, I don't him. know. He's, we maybe we get rid of that guy. It's like, you haven't even fucking seen him. I do not want to get rid of yeah, him. So I haven't seen him, and I know I don't want to get rid of him. I could possibly be wrong that maybe not was Travis, but I'm pretty sure he he said some negative things about Pierce, and I was like, what the fuck? If it wasn't about? Travis, then it was Ben. Yeah, Ben loves a big inside. Yeah. Guy, so ben, no one's a bigger Pat Williams fan than Ben Solomon, so I don't I don't think he was down on Pierce. It was Rennie. He's an idiot. Uh, safeties. Final final position. Maybe we'll talk a little kickers, but we don't have a lot of time. we got to go play softball. Oh. Uh, we lost Anthony Harris. We signed Xavier Woods. And we drafted Cameron Bynum. So I think a lot of people would say we got worse because there's a lot of Anthony Harris fans out there. I'm going to say lateral move. Yeah, I, I like Xavier Woods. What was it, two years ago? He was number <laughs> six in pro football focuses, coverage he's, grades. He's a solid corner. And also, you're playing on that Dallas team that was a disaster last year. Like, I don't know. And Harris wasn't, uh, like, 
lighting things on fire last year. Harris was always good. He came through at the right time in the right place, but we've always said. It's all scheme. It's all scheme. Anderson Dejo and J. Ron Curse, they also graded as all-stars in the Zimmer free safety spot. So And didn't Xavier Woods kind of say the same thing about Peterson, about like Zimmer's yep. scheme? Zimmer's scheme, wanted to play with Harrison Smith, like – so and these guys, part of me likes the hired guns. They got one year to prove it because they want to get paid. You better and, fucking ball out. And they all want to be here. Like they all like they're like one year deal. Yeah, we'll we'll do it in Minnesota. Yeah, we'll go to Zimmer. I mean, we added some Dalvin Thompson, Mac Alexander, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, Nick Vigil, the great Nick Vigil. So yeah, four out of the five are one year deals. Tomlinson's yeah, but got two. Tomlinson's the only guy that we got for, and he was he was our you know our gem yeah. of the offseason. That was the guy we wanted. Although Patrick Peterson's badass. Uh, so safety, I'll say lateral move. All we wanted them to do was replace or retain Anthony Harris, and we, they did that. Yeah, we replaced check them. the box. You check Xavier the box. Woods is. I know Paul Allen was talking shit like, oh, you don't know about this. I also believe Xavier Woods is three years younger than Anthony Harris. Yeah, Harris was actually older than people think because he's almost 30. Yeah, he sat behind uh, Sandejo for quite a while. Um, All right, let's touch on kickers real quick. We dumped Dan Bailey and brought in Greg Joseph and then also Patterson, Riley Patterson. Riley Patterson from Memphis. Love it. Bailey was trash. I mean, he proved he was trash. He lost the Bucks game. We would have been 8-8 without him and almost cost us the Jags game. Yep. And we were actively trying to, to to score a touchdown when it's a chip shot field goal. You don't see that a lot, and that was that's the Dan Bailey special. So we improved that. We don't Craig know Joseph, what we're getting. I, he's only kicked for like one year. No, yep. and he was solid. Yeah, he was out of the league all year last year because two uh, years squad. he was on the practice squad of the Bucks. But yes, two years ago he was with the Browns. Yep. Kicked pretty solid, and then the Bucks protected him all year, so we, no one could touch him. Uh, I like him that. plus Patterson. <clears throat> I mean, give me that because the corpse of Bailey is no more. It's no more. And then punter, Colquitt wasn't good, but he did take a pay cut. Yep. And then we brought in some like old dude from LSU that was like a former minor league baseball player. Perfect. What's his name? Rosenbach or something? Uh, yeah, Ro- Rosenbacher or yeah. something oh, like that. I hope he wins the job. Uh, so I guess improved. Return it, game improved for sure. Kicking game's a little more like blurry. I feel like, yeah, the the... I think special teams is right in the tight ends. Yeah, you, you might have gotten worse on paper, yep. but the upside's better. Yeah, the upside's better. And then if we're yeah, the return game, we brought in some bodies that could hopefully help that because Osborne and BB, they were failures. Yep. And so, so throughout the grapes and Gorak checklist, which we had been mentioning through yep. through the episode, we checked every. So third receiver, we did not check. I just I wrote an article, so I remember it. The third receiver, we did not check, and then also we put. Extend Brian O'Neill, which has not been done yet. The offseason is not over. The offseason is not over yet. And then uh, I put that we half checked the kicking game just because we didn't sign uh, Robbie Gould, you know, uh, fucking Greg Joseph, who knows? So, like, but Dean Bailey sucked. Yeah. Hard to not do any better. And also, we fired that Malou fellow, which was atrocious. Yeah. So, overall, did any position get worse? No, we got better. Maybe throughout. tight end. Maybe tight and end. Yes. Maybe safety. We would argue not. And also, I could argue tight end all day that it's not worse. But would you rather just have Rudolph? Yes. Sure, but I would also like Irv Smith. Like if if you told me that Rudolph would be the backup, would I rather have Conklin Rudolph Irv? Yes, than Conklin 
But if we're also going to include contract talk? That, or, yeah, yeah. If you're talking with the money that ended up letting you sign, like a Mac Alexander, then yeah. obviously Rudolph, get the fuck out of here. So overall, the Vikings got better this offseason. And we had one more game. So there's no way we can finish 7-9 and nine again. It's goddamn right we can't. 17-0. I, I don't I see looked a loss at the schedule. on the schedule. Yeah, there isn't one. Patrick so, Mahomes, 20-0. What is he really? Well, that's what he no, that's what he wants to do. He said the only record he cares about is twenty and <laughs> I thought he was twenty. And 0. That's no. impressive. Um, all right, well, that's the grapes and Gorak off season recap. Slick Rick did it again. Yeah, if you guys have problems, find us on Twitter <laughs> at grapes and Gorak, um, and if not, just keep listening. Yep, uh, we're gonna go play softball. All right, see you guys. <laughs>